0: Are you tired of conflict, drama, fighting, and people problems? Are you ready to learn the simple skills to improve all your relationships and make them thrive? Well, it's easier than you think. Relationship Radio brings you practical advice to be your best and improve your life. We break down the complicated problems and make them simple and easy. And when you know better, you can do better. Here are Master Life Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles.
1: Welcome to Relationship Radio, where we make healthy relationships simple and easy. Because once you know better, you can do better. I'm Nicole Cunningham. And I'm Kim Giles. Welcome to the show today. I'm excited about today because we're getting close to the holidays. You know, this is the time of year where people show up at your house or you have to go places that maybe you don't normally have to do. We see people this time of year that we're almost obligated or they're kind of family friends and we all put those fake smiles on, but it can be awkward, Kim. Yeah, I'm sometimes worse than awkward, Nicole. I think I hear a lot
2: of people talk about just the nightmare their family parties are. And and Everything we're going to talk about today would relate to us all year long. We we end up in situations where we have to deal with people that are difficult. But I do think it comes to head
1: a lot during the holidays. It does. not one of our favorite things, I, I guess this is one of my catchphrases, is that you're only ever as happy as your most unhealthy relationships. So today on our show, we're really going to talk about what makes a healthy relationship and how do we make sure that our relationships are healthy? Because really, if they're not healthy and functional, then that's when the imbalance shows up. That's when we start becoming really unhappy. Problem is, sometimes they're not fixable. Right? And they're, they're going to be unhealthy relationships
2: in your life. And you've got to learn to deal with that and deal with the difficult people. Uh, a lot of family, especially, they're not people you can stay away from. You're kind of stuck with
1: them. Yeah. And I find that, um, you know, when you buy a house, you get stuck in that neighborhood with those neighbors. You can't interview the people who live next door, really, as part of you buying a house. There's so many things in work environments. Right. When you are in a work environment, you're kind of forced to to work with people, be around people that perhaps you wouldn't ordinarily select them. They wouldn't be your first choice of people to spend your time with. Yeah. What's that
2: saying? There's some saying about um, friends or the family you choose.
1: Right. But everybody else basically just got stuck with. So one of my family favorites that comes from an uncle of mine says that family are good for about three days. They're like fish and then they start to smell. Exactly. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> Isn't that just completely terrible? I, that's not the truth. But it 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 is that whole, the whole theme of today is that, you know what, sometimes we have to deal with people that we don't want to deal with.
2: You know, the other challenge with the holidays, and I hear this from all of my my kids, especially when we've got those family parties, is people ask all these questions about you and your life and where you are. And if you're somebody that is struggling this year or this year hasn't gone well... That aspect of family parties is really awkward and
1: difficult to have to answer those questions. I remember being of that age where, you know, people were asking me, so what are you doing with your life and who are you dating? And, you know, is there anyone important in your life? And I remember thinking, I just want to go into this family party with a sign around my neck. No, I'm not dating. No, I don't know what I'm doing. And no, I don't want to ask me about it. So, Nicole, later in the show, we're going to get into tips
2: for surviving your family gatherings. And again, you know, we're talking about this the holiday season, but you may listen to the show any time of year. And we're going to give you lots of
1: tips on how to deal with those difficult gatherings. Now, I think the, the first thing we have to do is we have to keep it in perspective. So many times when we feel that fear of loss trigger when somebody asks us something that we don't want to talk about we or experience mistreatment or somebody's rude to us you know we feel that that boundary's being crossed at one of these family functions it's very hard for us to maintain that perspective because we spiral down into that person did this and they shouldn't have done this. We either get into that projection and blame and shame game, or we withdraw because we think that person this and you know I want to leave right now. And that disproportionate behaviour happens because we lose perspective. So how do we how do we keep perspective and keep our behaviour balanced as a result of that? Okay, so we're going to share with our listeners today five ways to keep a healthy
2: perspective about these difficult people in your life. And the first one we want to talk about is remember Mm -hmm. that no one is perfect, even you, right? And, Nicole, we talk a lot about there's certain of us, certain shapes, people that have a hard time. Staying out of judgment of others. And, and I think all of us, when we're at a place where we have a lot of low self-esteem showing up, we're not feeling good about ourselves, we have a tendency to see the bad in other people first. And when we focus in on that bad and, and we see them as less than us, it kind of gives our ego a boost and makes us feel better. But it's a huge problem in our
1: relationships. And sometimes we can we do it as a, to create that wall of protection. Right? So as soon as we walk in the door, well, why is she wearing that? And that skirt's small. And why would she wear such an, an ugly sweater to a Christmas party? All that kind of thing, right? We get into that judgment as this protective mechanism to just put that wall up and go, you know what? I'm ready. Bring it on. Now, that's not loving behavior. It's really unbalanced behavior. And the shapes that I think need to be aware of this more than others, Kim, are rhombuses, octagons, squares, diamonds, I want to say rectangles, and I also want to say crosses. So they're they're often the shapes that are the ones that are very protective. They're they're on guard more than the rest of us, right? Now, if you don't know what we're talking about at this point, going shapes, what are they on about? We have created a 12... um shape relationship system so there's actually 12 different types of people in the world and you can work out what shape you are by texting 12 shapes to 801 2932 and we'll send you the quiz or you can go to 12shapes.com and you can actually take a quick five minute quiz that will teach you which shape you are which one of the 12 and the 12 shape relationship system now, the value of this is it gives you really clear, concrete and accurate behaviors that you have in a balanced and an unbalanced state. So we're talking at this point about that projection and about, you know, that protective mechanism. And, and that's very much about, you know, that judgment, which is because, you know, we, we forget that we're not perfect.
2: Yeah, I, lo- I like to remind myself often when judgment comes up, towards someone and their bad behavior that though I might not do what they're doing, I have other faults. I've made other mistakes, right? But we really don't see those. When we see someone making a mistake that we don't make, we feel really justified to be in judgment of them. And it's it's a really good reminder that none of us is perfect. We all have strengths and weaknesses. No matter what your shape is, you have
1: unbalanced, bad relationship behavior of some kind. And everybody is the way they are as a result of their experience. I think that's a really insightful thought to remember around this time of year is that we can only ever be the most, uh, you know, in, in that place as a result of every single one of our experiences, good and bad. And none of us can really explain or understand unless we've been in that person's shoes. And so that's why that compassion is so important instead of judgment this time of year. You don't know what your relatives have gone through this year. Perhaps, or maybe you know some of it, but but we can never really understand all of it, right? So, staying into that place of compassion and realizing, you know, what I've got faults too, and mine are far equal. You know, they're not less than and anyone else's. Such an important thing. Okay, our second tip for remaining in in the right perspective
2: with our family is. To remember that you alone are responsible for any pain or angst that you're experiencing. And what we mean is, you can't ever say, they've made me upset. Right, Nicole? I mean... We all like to say that. Yeah, their behavior is terrible and they make me feel bad about myself or they make me mad or, or upset. But in reality, it is only your thinking that can make you upset. And, and you're upset because what you're thinking about, whatever this person is saying or doing. But why is it so important that we
1: own personal responsibility for our angst? The big thing with the personal responsibility piece is that that's the only power we have is actually taking responsibility and changing it. So when we do feel that mistreatment, we feel insulted, somebody hurt me, we so quickly get into that projection that it was their fault and they did this to me, which keeps me stuck in that unbalanced state. So I shut down, I withdraw, I start saying bad things about other people, trying to pull them down and justify that emotion. So you're stuck because
2: you've made it out of your control. If they are the ones in control of your emotions, then you can't do anything
1: about it. and You're stuck, which is why taking responsibility gives me my power back in that moment to say, you know what, I have a choice as to how I feel. Right. And this brings me back to how I hit our clients with our pens. Right. And I hit them. I say, am I hitting you or, am, or are you allowing me to hit you? Well, this is exactly the same scenario. Am I insul- allowing myself to be insulted or am I just insulted? Right. Well, the power lies in me choosing not to be insulted, and then get over it and move on. Now we know that's
2: not always that easy to do, right? Uh, you guys, we we realize saying that it sounds easier than it is in real life to really own that responsibility. And if you're if you're unpracticed with it, it's it's even harder. The more you practice it,
1: the more power you get. The next one is is that. Even if people do insult you or have bad behavior, we all have the same value. We're all allowed to have bad and off days. Do you want to talk about that, about the fact that we're all actually the same underneath? Yeah, this
2: is really one of the core values of the 12 Shapes Relationship System is the idea of choosing to see yourself and every human being on the planet as having the same intrinsic worth that can't. You can't gain more and be better than anyone else. You can't lose value and be worse than anyone else. And when you choose that as your perspective, it really changes the amount of angst and pain in every situation if your value is
1: not on the line. And as soon as we see those people as having the same value, we can actually get into what our last two points are about keeping perspective, and that is forgiveness. Now, forgiveness can only happen when we see ourselves and others accurately, and forgiveness is the only way that we can actually find contentment. So, again, the buck stops with us. When we see everybody as having the same value, we can be in a position where we can forgive, and that's when we can all move forward and be friends again. Okay, so Nicole, I—it's I, been
2: interesting. I've been experiencing this in my own life, right? And and I, when I have stayed angry at someone who's offended me, I do. I'm miserable. I'm absolutely miserable. And I've really been working to make that choice recently to completely forgive and let it go. And it's really true. There's peace. I I feel better. I'm not suffering as much. The more I practice forgiveness. Now we know it's difficult. Can we talk about it a little bit
1: more later on in the show? I'm actually, I'm reminded, um, that you know this this takes time and that we actually did a show on this a few weeks ago about processing emotions in a healthy way so if you haven't listened to that show go back and listen to it but where we actually stepped through this process because I've watched you in and out of this now for a few months and it's something that I've seen you ebb and flow with I've seen that you've been in places where there's been so much pain and heartache and then you've flicked that switch of empowerment and said you know what I'm not going to be the victim here I'm going to choose to be in a place of forgiveness but it has been something you've you I've Consciously what should you look, look at, right? And and work on consistently.
2: Yeah, it hasn't necessarily just come quick and easy. It's it's something we have to work on. And and guys, we're gonna talk in our next segment some more about the reasons we struggle to forgive people who've hurt us and and give you some great
1: tips for how to make it really more practical and, and make it happen. Yeah, because the anger and the resentment is really why we get so bogged down. So stay with us here on Relationship Radio. We're gonna after the break we're really gonna get into how to let go of that anger and resentment towards those family and friends, uh, now that it's the holiday season. Stay with us, you're here with Nicole and Kim on Relationship Radio. Mm-hmm.
0: Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
1: Why does my marriage have to be so hard?
0: How do I get my teen to communicate without drama? Why is my boss such a jerk? Why is my mother-in-law so controlling? If you want the answers to these questions and many more, you must read the new book called The People's Guidebook for Great Relationships. It's a small book and a quick read, but packed with the information you've always needed to understand and get along with all the people in your life. Master Life Coaches Nicole and Kim show you how to resolve conflicts and what language to use with each of your children to build more meaningful connections. In this new book, they reveal their life-changing 12 Shapes People Science and teach you about yourself and other people on the level that changes everything. Get your copy of the People Guidebook for Great Relationships at 12Shapes.com. Again, the number 12Shapes.com.
3: Most companies have an existing accounting and finance department which are very capable of handling their day-to-day workload. However, all companies have extra or lingering projects from time to time. Now CFO provides extra professionals as an extension of your current team for those times. We help push accounting and finance projects across the finish line. We can also backfill full-time finance and accounting positions on an interim basis. Now CFO is a fully scalable outsourced solution. Throttle our hours up or down depending on your needs now cfo consultants work under your guidance at your location so you can oversee the hours we put in we are engaged to deliver a solution visit nowCFO.com to learn more or call now cfo at 1-855-669-2361 to schedule a free consultation today
0: follow us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at upskillrelationships.com. Now back to Relationship Radio.
2: Welcome back, everybody. This is Nicole and Kim on the Empowerment Channel today, and we are talking about How to deal with difficult people, family members, especially at family gatherings, which are coming up for the holidays. So before the break, Nicole, we talked about five ways that we can make sure we've got the right perspective going into these family gatherings. We talked about remembering that none of us is perfect. We all make mistakes. We talked about really taking personal responsibility for any pain or angst that we're experiencing, seeing everyone is having the same value and then we kind of got into forgiveness a little bit because, really, I think a lot of the charge that shows up at these family gatherings is that we're still carrying resentment over things that these people did
1: to us long in the past. Would you agree? Oh, completely. How many times do you have a skewed view of a family member because last Christmas there was an incident, or as a child there was something that happens? I have to tell you, I've I've done this. <laughs> you know, I I have certain parts of my family that I think, yep. Small doses is really good, but it's it's because I'm holding on to baggage from the past that I have to work through.
2: Yeah, me too. I, I've there's things that someone said years ago that offended me that still can get triggered and, and come up. And you know, we we talk a lot with our clients about forgiveness because we know firsthand that it is the path to peace and more happiness in your life to let go of this stuff. But people struggle to let go, and there's certain
1: shapes that struggle more with forgiveness than others. Could you talk about that for a minute? Yeah. So octagons, squares, crosses, rectangles, and rhombuses struggle with the forgiveness more than others. And as I'm as I'm, even just you know doing this show today, I'm thinking about it and going, yeah. Why do I hold on to it? Because logically, I know that if I forgive, I feel better. I've, I've experienced that in my life time and time again. We've you know we've been doing this for thirty years between us. But the reason that we don't, and this is, I think, the key, is that I think on some level we feel like if we hold on to that grudge or if we stay angry, it protects us from further mistreatment. And so I I find myself psyching myself up in the car, right? Going, right, come on, put your body armor on, you're ready to go. And, and that's such a defensive way of actually entering. It's not loving behavior going into the holidays at all. But the the real reason we do it is because on some level, I think we feel that if we stay in that place of anger or, or being mad, then ultimately we are protecting ourselves in some way.
2: Yeah. What we want to look at here is is all kinds of ways or benefits that we get from staying mad because there's a reason we don't really, our ego doesn't want to let this stuff go it's serving us at some level. It's serving the ego to hold on to it. And yeah, you're right. I think that protecting yourself is a big part of it. If I let it
1: go, that's almost like saying it's okay. So would I allow it to happen again? The other thing I think is that if I stay, even though I don't like the idea of being a victim mindset and that I'm the one that was was hard done by, that puts me into a position where I think people feel sorry for me or at least I feel sorry for myself. And I think that if I stay in that place where, you know, this happened to me and poor me, then I think it takes me out of needing to take personal responsibility to change it. So it's a cop-out on some level.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Another benefit to staying angry is I find, and I think, Nicole, we've watched too much TV and movies, and we see the world in terms of good guys and bad guys. And we even see every relationship and situation that someone's the good guy, someone's the bad guy. And so whenever we stay mad at someone, we're forcing them to wear the black hat in the story. It By default, makes us feel like we're wearing the white hat and we must be the good guy. And I think there's many of us that because of our own fear of not being good enough, we really subconsciously need
1: to make everybody else the villain in order to feel good. It's so true. As you're saying that, I'm thinking about the last movie that I watched with my mum, And my mum's in her 60s now. And she's like, oh, they're the bad guys. They're in the black cars. You know, they, if they drive the black cars, then the bad ones. And But you know what? That's, that's what we experience is, you know what? You've got a, a, a tattoo. Well, you're the bad one right or if you're the one who drinks at the party or you drink too much at the party you're the bad one this unfortunately the judgment comes in and we cast these people into these two categories which is totally detrimental it creates disconnects instantly thing is the more fear of not being
2: good enough that you have the more you might lean on these kind of behaviors and and we we're not coming out in judgment because we have them too, right? This, this happens on the subconscious level, but I believe it's a really core principle of human behavior. It's a core tendency that we like to see the bad in other people so that our ego feels better. And we just want you to be aware of it. We want you to also watch it when other people do it to you because you will have times they cast you as the bad one. And often they need that story so bad That they're the good one because
1: they're so afraid that they're not good enough. They're desperate to hold on to that story. One of the other ones that comes to mind is that I feel like on some level, if somebody's mistreated me, there's this subconscious part of me that says, you know what, they haven't suffered enough. I can't forgive them. Not enough time's gone by, right? They need to suffer in that. And we have this amazing technique that we use with our clients um, about jail cells, actually, to, to really explain this principle. Kim, do you want to go into that in detail? Yeah, uh, this is
2: kind of fun. If you you have someone in your life that you can't let go of, you can try this. Get out a piece of paper, and I want you to draw a jail on paper. And make sure it has many cells for the different prisoners. And then you're going to place this person that you're angry with in a cell. And I want you to get very clear about the charges against them, what you feel is justified, how long of a sentence do you feel they should serve in your jail, for what they did wrong. And 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 get all that out on paper. And then I want you to step back. And the reality is that if you want them to have to stay in jail. You are also going to have to stay there in the jail as the warden.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so for the same yeah. amount of time that you have condemned them. You have to stay there too. If you want them in jail, you have to stay. And, and really, we suddenly realize, wait a minute. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to... S- spend my whole life, you know, enforcing my anger on this person, then, you know, let them free. Let both of you go free, forgive and move forward because nobody has to,
1: we don't have to stay in judgment and angst about anything if it's going to hurt us too. This is such a powerful exercise. We've experienced so many breakthroughs uh, with our clients using this exercise because we know that the anger is costing us but it's not until we actually put it down and say you know what you are in a holding pattern if you're not forgiving that we actually truly equate it in that way because I think on some level we feel like if we hold on to that anger and then we that resentment and we create that space and that disconnect that it actually protects us from further that mistreatment but you know what it doesn't there's no guarantee the only thing that stops us from this happening again is healthy boundaries and that's why that's one of my favourite things to talk about Kim you know that boundaries is such an important part of of the job that we have as human behavior experts because if we don't know how to say no and implement healthy boundaries we will experience further mistreatment so that's just such a really important and clear thing for all of our listeners to understand that anger and resentment does not protect you from more pain healthy boundaries do so what we're saying is that you can forgive someone
2: and still not trust them and not have the door open in a way that would let them hurt you again, but still be completely in a place of forgiveness. And I think a lot of people get confused about that. They're also kind of waiting for the other person to acknowledge the bad they did. And and if they would acknowledge and ask to be forgiven, I would forgive them. But as long as they're not acknowledging that what they did was wrong, I have to stay angry. Uh, we want everybody to, to just understand that that's not necessarily required. That we can let go of it and and then have boundaries to protect ourselves from further
1: mistreatment whether or not the other person acknowledges what they did or not so really every day we have the choice to live in in one of two places kim either in a balanced or an unbalanced state and this is what we're talking about and based on those balanced or unbalanced states we then understand that we have bad behaviour towards others, or <laughs> we have good behaviour towards others, and this is what the 12 shape relationship system really has done: is has actually been able to give insights to people on an individual level. What is my balanced behaviour look like, and what does my unbalanced behaviour look like? Because we all experience a a kaleidoscope of emotions every single hour, right? We're focusing specifically on anger, resentment and and mistreatment today, which a lot of those come from fear of loss. And as human behavior experts, we understand that that either love or fear drives and motivates human behavior. So therefore, if we understand these these balanced and unbalanced states and we actually do the work, which is taking the responsibility to say, you know what, I know what feels better, which is what you've been doing recently. I know it feels better to be in forgiveness. And then when I get stuck in that anger and resentment, understand why it is that I feel like I'm justified to be there we can all of a sudden have this optimism and have healthy relationships all year round. We won't be so triggered in these holiday, um, you know, settings because we'll actually see ourselves and our behavior accurately, which means we can respond more appropriately.
2: Absolutely. Nicole, I keep thinking, you know, I function in one of those two states every second of the day. And what we want you to understand is that when you're in a fear state and you're experiencing anger and judgment, you're not happy. There's not real happiness in a fear state. And that's what you deserve more than anything is to actually feel happy every day, feel good about yourself and your life.
1: Okay, great. We We really need to just wrap up this segment because we do um, need to go to another break. So forgiveness is, is not about... Um, it's not about giving away your power it's about choosing to be free maybe that's the last thought that we can actually finish this segment on because if you want freedom and you want health in your relationships you're the only one who can actually facilitate that for yourself so maybe that jail exercise is something that's going to be valuable for you maybe you need to sit down before Christmas Day and actually you know, look at this and say what am I willing to give up to have healthier and happier relationships this holidays okay we're going go to go over to a break really quick before
2: we do I just want to do a shout out to our sponsor Now CFO kind of missed that earlier and, and we really want them to know how grateful we are for sponsoring the show and we highly recommend if you've got a business big or small and your accounting needs some help but you don't want to hire another person Now CFO is the answer they'll send in an expert to help you for just the amount of hours you need which saves you money and they're fantastic they actually do the accounting for our businesses so 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 we love them at Now CFO. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we will come back with more practical skills and tools to help you have better relationships with family members. This is Nicole and Kim on Empowerment Radio. Mm
0: Your world. Motivate, change, succeed. Voice America Empowerment.com.
3: Why does my marriage have to be so hard?
0: How do I get my team to communicate without drama? Why is my boss such a jerk? Why is my mother-in-law so controlling? If you want the answers to these questions and many more, you must read the new book called The People's Guidebook for Great Relationships. It's a small book and a quick read, but packed with the information you've always needed to understand and get along with all the people in your life. Master Life Coaches Nicole and Kim show you how to resolve conflicts and what language to use with each of your children to build more meaningful connections. In this new book, they reveal their life-changing 12 Shapes People Science and teach you about yourself and other people on a level that changes everything. Get your copy of the People Guidebook for Great Relationships at 12Shapes.com. Again, the number 12Shapes.com.
3: Most companies have an existing accounting and finance department which are very capable of handling their day-to-day workload. However, all companies have extra or lingering projects from time to time. Now CFO provides extra professionals as an extension of your current team for those times. We help push accounting and finance projects across the finish line. We can also backfill full-time finance and accounting positions on an interim basis. Now CFO is a fully scalable outsourced solution. Throttle our hours up or down depending on your needs. Now CFO consultants work under your guidance at your location so you can oversee the hours we put in we are engaged to deliver a solution visit nowcfo.com to learn more or call now cfo at 1-855-669-2361 to schedule a free consultation today
0: follow us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment You are listening to relationship radio to reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guests today. Please call one 346 9141 That's one 346 9141 If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at upskillrelationships.com. Now back to relationship radio.
1: Welcome back. You're with Relationship Radio with Nicole and Kim. Now, we're preparing you for holiday gatherings today, really teaching you why is it that we have these uh, this angst and all this emotion leading up to these family gatherings and what can we do about it? How do we create these healthy, functional relationships? How do we see people clearly? How do we behave and respond accurately? Because you know what? We're actually responsible for our own happiness and, and this stuff matters. We are. and And... It's really easy at family gatherings
2: or any gathering with other humans, if they're in a bad mood, if they're unhappy, we can let that affect our happiness, especially because a lot of us are people pleasers, Nicole, even a little codependent. And I have to own a little bit of that myself. I, I'm a lot happier if everybody else is happy. And if anyone is unhappy with the party or the preparations or whatever I've done, I I can get really Miserable over that because it doesn't feel safe. It, it feels like I might not be good enough, right? So, so it's so easy to let other people's bad
1: behavior, complaining or comments affect us. How do we protect ourselves from that? Well, it's interesting. What comes up as you're saying that is is that we all have different expectations, right? And when we walk into a room, I almost wish we could see the speech bubbles above each other's heads, right? To actually, what are the expectations? Who wants to be here? Because you feel it in the room. You really do. And some of us have this expectation of perfection and everything has to be right and, you know, the potatoes have to go in at a certain time and everyone has to have a drink and the toast and all of this stuff. And then there's others who are just like, you know what, I'm here because mum and dad dragged me here and when can I leave right everyone has different expectations and I think that's what makes these family gatherings so loaded right is that we all bring our own baggage into the room so we can we can help you out with that this this holidays and say you know what make a decision to be the love in the room to leave all of that judgment and all that stuff that happened in the past and all the grudges and all of the things that that you will have been holding on to about those people leave it in the car And make a decision to walk through that door and bring in the joy and the love and the happiness of the season. Because that will completely change everyone else's experience of you. And
2: let's let them be responsible for their happiness. So if somebody is not happy with the party or what you did or what you planned, you know what? It's really none of your business. That's their choice. If they want to be in that space, you let them be there without letting it make you feel bad or
1: guilty or bothered at all. Right? Right. So it's actually not your job to take all of that on and fix it, right? We we all need to be responsible for ourselves. And that is when we really can have healthy and balanced relationships. And that's the whole premise behind Relationship Radio is that the people we have control over and the moments we have control over is me in the now. That's it. The past doesn't matter anymore. The future, we were talking about this just before we went on air. You know, that the the past is there to haunt you if you let it. The future's there to worry you if you let it. But right now is where you can choose to be loving and forgiveness and 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 to be in that place of forgiveness and truly allow this moment to be everything that's it's meant to be. Now, I want to give one really practical tip, Nicole. I had a client who was at
2: a Christmas party that she felt very fragile going into the the questions from everybody about her life were going to be really hard to answer. So she arranged ahead of time with a friend a hand signal. And if she gave this hand signal, that meant rescue me. Come and get me out of this this conversation immediately. And so they had this all prearranged. And any time she felt uncomfortable, she, she pulled on her ear. I can't remember exactly what they decided the signal was. But the friend would rush in and say, hey, I need to borrow her for a minute oh, and, and pull her so aside. And if that's what it takes
1: for you to feel safe for the family party, do it. Okay, so I have, I've actually done this. I have texted a family member SOS. Right. While I'm talking to another family member. SOS, come and get me out of here. The other thing that I have done um, with family members before, and actually do it with my kids, is that if they start talking about white tulips, I know it's time to go. Right. That's kind of like our keyword, white tulip. And if they start talking about white tulips, it is time to go. Get me out of here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I had another person tell me they uh, they decided to do place cards at the Christmas dinner this year because they found if they seat certain relatives anywhere near each other, they could blow up the whole family party and it could end up ugly because these two just do not get along. And so they placed them on far opposite ends of the room. And again, practical tip that Sorry. may make your family party
1: Sometimes better. you have to be strategic, right? Sometimes. And you know what? If in doubt go and play with the kids take the dog for a walk if someone's holding a baby that's crying go up and be helpful right let me take the baby for a walk around the block right there's so many things that you can do uh, to actually give yourself that time and space and process to get yourself back in that balanced state and then go back in and go right I'm gonna be the love in the room I'm gonna forgive everybody and I'm gonna be the light and and move in okay so here's another really practical tip be the one asking all the questions
2: if you're uncomfortable with all those questions about your love life or your work or whatever's going on this year you can keep everybody completely focused on their own life if you spend every minute at that party asking them questions about what's going on in their world and and it's a beautiful way to just deflect all the attention away from you and as a side benefit everybody loves you because they love it when people are interested in them
1: and give them a chance to share yes the language is so tell me more about that and how did that work out and how did that come to be Right. We, we want to actually, yeah, things are great with me, but I'm interested in in that piece. You know, help me understand that more. And, you know,
2: the people in the room that actually need you to do that the most, Nicole, are the ones with the worst behavior. The ones that are egotistical or angry or grouchy, they're desperate for validation. And often they're the ones we don't want to give it to. We kind of want to pull them down instead of build them up. But in reality, they need that validation
1: more than anyone else at the party. Yeah, that's great. And if if you do have a family member or somebody who can kind of run off at the mouth, make sure they've always got something in their mouth. Keep bringing them food, (laughs) right? (laughs) We've all got that family member that has that opinion about everything and that they have unsolicited advice. So if you don't want to hear it or you hear that from the other room, just walk up with a tray and go, you know what? These are delicious. Have you tried it, just keep filling their mouth up so that then you're protecting everybody. (laughs) So, Nicole,
2: recently you and I had a chance to speak to 350 kids out in Oklahoma as part of the Future Farmers of America. It was a great weekend. And we met an amazing speaker, Keith Hawkins, who – taught us another secret word he called it q-tip do you remember that so q-tip stands for quit taking it personally and that's half the ball game at these family parties because someone is going to say something that offends you at some level and just remember q-tip and i think it's such a good keyword with your family too if you hear somebody insulting one of your kids just say q-tip q-tip
1: the other thing is, is that break up the day. I always feel like these things can be so <coughs> loaded because everyone's tired and people don't leave, you know, when they should leave or people overstay. And And breaking up into small bite-sized chunks, I think, is another really good practical thing. I make sure that I take my children to have a good run around in a playground before I have an expectation of them. Having to behave and, you know, be a certain way for the other family relatives. And then after that, I take them out and go, right, you guys did great. Okay, now well, let's do something for you, right? So those realistic expectations about what you can handle, and you might be an adult and go, you know what, I know after 45 minutes I'm tapped. I'm so done. So I'm going to do 45 minutes and then I'm going to go and offer to do a job, get on the end of something, right? I'm going to wash the dishes or I'm going to go out and shovel snow. I'm going to do something that's going to break it up into manageable chunks. And that's about self-regulation, managing yourself and other people's behavior, especially for little people. So we've been talking a lot about being
2: on the receiving end of these comments Um, Let's also speak to there are certain shapes that have a tendency to say critical things that end up being sarcastic a little bit more than others. And I I see this a lot at family gatherings. People are trying to be funny and that sarcasm comes out and people can really be hurt. hurt. They can can really really get hurt. So uh, what if it's you? who does have a tendency to have a sharp tongue and and later, I'm sure you regret it, but this stuff comes out, maybe you could speak to which shapes especially need to watch their behavior at the family gathering.
1: So these are, again, we, we don't mean to be picking on them because they're not. It's just this is something that's definitely a life lesson for octagons, squares, and rectangles. They're the, really the ones who find themselves, because of their own fear of failure, um, giving unsolicited advice, giving their opinion when it's perhaps unwarranted, telling other people what they should do, you know. And I've experienced that. We've, we've got a lot of those shapes in our extended family and people who come up and say, you know what, you really should do this, you know. And, you know, I don't like being shoulded all over, actually you know what, I like my life, and I'm in charge of my life, and I really hope you like your life because you're in charge of your life, right? I don't want to necessarily listen to unsolicited advice. Okay, so one of the most
2: valuable tips that we give people who do have a tendency to give unsolicited advice or talk a little too much is we teach them how to ask permission questions, and I really like our clients to learn it as a rule that you never say anything to anybody. You don't tell your story, you don't make suggestions, you don't tell them anything unless you've asked permission to do so first. So that could sound like, hey, Nicole, uh, would you be open to a suggestion maybe about how you could do these parties a little bit better next time and and give her the opportunity to say no, you know what I, I'm I really not in a place where I'd like to hear that tonight, but but I appreciate you you know wanting to help me. Give them room. To say no and to not be open to your advice. It's one of the most powerful ways to respect other people,
1: to ask permission before you tell them anything. But this is hard if you think you're right. That's true. Okay. (laughs) That's true. No, no. No, I'm not giving them my opinion. I'm just correcting them and they need to. So I had lunch last month with an octagon who the whole purpose of the lunch was that he needed to tell me that I was about to make a really, really big mistake. And that you know what I should be so grateful that I get that he gave up his time, and that you know because I'm going to make this massive mistake because you know what what you're doing here is wrong, and I have to tell you I love Thai food I was off my food I was so <laughs> it was such a, a deer in headlight experience for me I was just in complete shock as to this seriously is is what your agenda was, right? And I it took me several days I remember processing it with you Kim going. Seriously, he genuinely thinks that he's doing me a favor, it's, it's, but it was so obnoxious and so repulsive to me for several days while I was processing it with you. So if that is that is you and you're opinionated, but you think you're right, sometimes that still doesn't make it okay because his right is so far polar opposite from where my right is. And what's right for him is great, but his right for him is not what's right for me. And I'm allowed to know what's right and wrong for myself. And I think this is what's so hard about being teenagers and young people with older family members around at these holiday gatherings, is that everybody wants to tell you what what you should be doing, right, based on what they know. Well, guess what? I'm in my own experience, and I'm willing to learn from my own mistakes. So thank you, but I think I've got it. Yeah, another one to just watch for is the telling a better
2: story. Every time someone shares something, oh, let me tell you what happened to me. That one upping. That right? one upping. And and it's really not loving behavior. It's not who we want to be at these gatherings. I have to tell you, when you can leave a family gathering knowing that you were the love in the room, and that you spent your time there listening to others and complimenting, validating, reassuring them, lifting people, instead of kind of looking for opportunities to correct
1: them, you like who you are a lot better at the end of that event. So that's that's a great tip there. So sit in the car and say, do I have an agenda? And if I do, do everyone a favor and, and drop it. Right, because this is not where you should be going in and rescuing everybody, giving unsolicited advice. This is not your platform to make yourself look good, right? And be on the soapbox. This is about you showing up as love and, and supporting people the way they need to be supported. So if you have an agenda, be really weary of that and take responsibility to say, you know, I'm gonna drop that agenda. And that's an interesting part of me that is egocentric that needs to come out, maybe because you're afraid of of that you're not good enough, you know, and you're gonna be judged. Yeah. So, any, you know, they I've heard for years, don't talk about religion or politics
2: at a family gathering, right? Because those are those topics that get heated, that people feel strongly about. Especially if you're across, you have causes and opinions and beliefs that are so just strongly held that anybody that disagrees with you is going to kind of tick you off. If you've got those kinds of opinions, maybe those are topics you do not go to at a at a gathering with other people. Because if it's going to cause conflict, it's much better to not have those even come
1: up. One of the other things that we talk about a lot with our clients, Kim, is that life is actually a classroom, it's not a test, and that life is a journey. And I think that that is a really great thing to remember around the holiday period, is that everybody's on their own unique journey, and that it's not necessarily for anyone else's job or role to come in and interrupt their journey, because they're going to learn their lessons in their journey their way, right? Right. And I think that that live and let live principle is a really beautiful one because, you know, it's not just politics and religion. You might just be thinking, you know what, that person's about to make a terrible mistake or that person shouldn't be marrying that person, right? Because you're trying to save them from something. Well, you know what? Not all of us need saving all of the time, right? A lot of us need to just be supported and loved and given encouragement because we're in our own process. and. I think, particularly for, again, these teenagers and young people, we've got to give them that opportunity to have their own journey and learn from their own mistakes. You know, Nicole, I've had this quote, and
2: I don't know who to credit for it. I know it doesn't come from me. I've heard it for years and years. It's been going through my mind a lot this year that everyone you know is fighting a battle that you know nothing about, and we, we hear those stories, right? When people come in for coaching, we get to find out what those battles are. And, and as the years go on working as a coach, the more aware I am that everybody in their classroom is facing challenges. And they're usually much different than the ones that you're facing. And they put on a, a good face pretending that they're okay. And I think at every one of those family gatherings, you got a room full of people. In that same situation, there is a battle going on for them that you know nothing about. And the more aware we are that that that's the truth in the room, the more we might be able to set aside our fear that's driving the need to talk about ourselves, to make sure everybody knows how great we're doing, (laughs) and really make those events an opportunity to bring some healing to the others in the room.
1: So making that decision to be that love and light in the room, we've talked about that before. One of the greatest ways to do that is actually to give compliments. Make sure that you're using a lot of praise. You look so beautiful today. Oh, the way that you um, have hosted us at your house, I'm just so grateful. I can see and, and acknowledge all the work that you've put in, right? Gosh, and to the little tuckers who are around, gosh, you've grown up so much this year. You look like such a little spunk right? Every, make a point and, and a promise that, that before the, the day and the gathering's over, that you're actually going to go and invest into every single person, give them a compliment. Now, make it sincere, okay? There's nothing worse than, than you're looking as if you're just kind of, um, you know, spraying all this, you know, un, you know ungrounded happiness around, right? Because people are like, gosh, you know, pull it down a peg or two, right? But make a point of going in and giving compliments and validate the, the amount of work that people have put in on that day. Right And and really show up for them. Again, another way of just making it not about you. Yeah, especially if you're somebody that is prone to noticing the bad
2: first, right? And And a lot of us are just kind of wired that way. We just see what's wrong before we see what's right. So if that's something that shows up in the way you're wired... That would especially be a totally different way to experience those parties if you went in there looking for everything that was good so that you could comment on it. Boy, that would be a party you would not only enjoy, but at the end of, you'd
1: feel really good about who you are, which means that we can break the cycle, right? All of us has that ability to break the cycle of what these family gatherings are just by you shifting your own attitude and your own energy going into that room. So... I I talk about breaking cycles a lot, right? Particularly behavioural cycles. So if this, if you have had bad behaviour and you know your attitude has been less than par, and you kind of the Grinch or the grumble grumbly one at Christmas and these gatherings, oh, I don't really want to be here. And when can we leave? You know what? Make a decision for yourself to break that cycle of your own unbalanced behaviour this year, so that you can be better for everyone else. And and be aware that. In every single moment, you have all of this power to be a positive influence on others. And if you don't see these people very often, make their experience for you positive. Because, because there's nothing better than someone's memory. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? But be, have people have fond memories of you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you're the one who
2: has had a rough year, and, and you're feeling really down, it's actually very easy to slide into a place in those parties of, you know, not, not reaching out to others because you're the kind of wounded one. And can we just say, if that's what you're feeling, you're, you're in a, a fear of lost state. You're in a, a, a fear that your life hasn't been good enough, and it's still overly focused on you. So that's a time more than any. To try to reach out and show up for other people because when we focus on them, we actually do feel better about our own life.
1: And if you need more tools about how to actually make that happen, we've got uh, shows on our podcast that we've done earlier this year, uh, Human Behaviour 101, Human Behaviour 102. They're the, the two programs that we put together around these these fears and how to get out of them. Also, Processing Emotions in a Healthy Way. We did a show last week about toxic people. You've got resources there. Take do the work, be, you know, spend this time the, the last few days leading up to Christmas to go, you know what, I'm going to get my head in the right place. And I'm actually going to do that listening so that I'm going to go in there and I'm going to be different for myself and for other people this year. So, Nicole, every year, because of the column
2: that we write, um, I write an article about my biggest, most valuable tip that I could give people to make a difference in the coming year. and. A few years, I have chosen forgiveness as the topic. I, I really do feel it's one of the most important lessons that we're on the planet to learn, to forgive ourselves, first of all, and then to forgive other people. And if if you were going to work on anything right now that would make a difference going into these family gatherings and, and just facing a new year with a fresh outlook it would be to work on forgiveness we've got some great forgiveness formula worksheets on our website 12shapes.com that we'd highly recommend everybody go get they're free
1: yeah and make that decision to be the better right because in every moment in every relationships we've talked about healthy holiday relationships today but this is year round you make a decision to be better or to be bitter right i don't want to be bitter i want to be better. And I want to be better next year than what I was this year. And I think that that attitude, if you make that your goal every single day, what are you feeding your mind with? What does your behavior look like? What are you willing to take accountability for? Which relationships do you want to change in the year ahead? And start doing the work now because you can be better. And and that was the whole premise of Relationship Radio this year and launching this this show was that if we don't know better, we can't do better. So there are resources out there. There are people out there to help you. And if you don't know your shape yet, jump onto 12shapes.com or text 12shapes uh, to eight zero one six 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 twenty nine thirty two, where you'll get a whole bunch of resources for us. Where to start? Um, to start knowing better and doing better. So Nicole, can I leave us with one more little tip? I think the the biggest
2: help to get you into a state of forgiving yourself and other people is what we taught in Human Behavior 102, which is actually to choose to trust the universe that it's a wise teacher. And it's conspiring every moment of your life to grow you, to bless you, to help you become better. And the more that you choose to see all of these experiences you have with other people, people who've offended you, mistakes you've made, all of it as your perfect classroom, that it's those experiences have been here to give you opportunities to grow and, and become more loving. As soon as we choose to see our life as a classroom, we see it with more compassion, more accuracy, and a lot of that angst comes out. It becomes a lot easier to forgive those relatives when you know that they were in your life to offend
1: you, to help you learn and grow. Yeah. So again, there's purpose and meaning in everything, right? And you are in your, your own unique, individualized journey. So what are you going to do with it? Make it count. And at the end of the
2: day, being the love in the room at every one of those gatherings, that's what it's actually about, is getting past those offenses because, you know, they were just here to serve you. They were interesting lessons. And the more that you trust in that, the more capable you become of actually focusing on other people to be that love in the room. Wouldn't you
1: agree? Completely. All right, we have to go. The time always escapes us. Uh, thank you for being with us today here on Relationship Radio. Merry Christmas. May you have a blessed and a graceful, joyful uh, time this time of year. And we can't wait to connect with you again. We're going to have great things coming in 2018. So stay with
2: us on Relationship Radio.
0: Thank you for being a part of Relationship Radio. We hope you've not only received some great ideas to improve the relationships in your life, but we'll join Master Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles again next Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a wonderful week.